and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Please join me as I share the body, mind and soul approach that helped me to lose over 150 pounds of weight after over 30 years of countless failed dieting, starting from age nine. I am a qualified nutritional therapist, low-carb expert, stress management consultant, sleep mindset, psychology of weight loss, holistic fertility, fasting and coaching. I'm also a writer, blogger, and in a previous life, I practiced as a qualified lawyer. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I want to continue our discussion on sugar. And in episode seven, we talked about sugar and why sugar is the enemy and not fat, as demonized by the low fat, high sugar, low calories, eat less, move more brigade that got me and many of us fat, sick and miserable. We also discussed in that episode the dire consequences of a high sugar diet. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please do so as it's a very important subject. Today, I want to talk about breaking sugar addiction. I also want to talk about the different names for sugars that we find in our supermarkets and grocery shops and some of the ways sugars on the various guises are hidden in our foods. I also want to talk about sweeteners and sugar alternatives. At the beginning of the last episode, I stated that I am a sugar addict. I also admitted that I will fight this addiction forever. I'm not going to bullshit you. Sugar addiction is real and difficult to break, but it is doable. However, there is no end to the sugar battle. You cannot get complacent and it's something that requires a lifetime commitment. And just like a recovering cocaine or heroin addict, you know, cannot just have one sniff or one injection. And a recovering alcoholic cannot have a drink now and again and think, yep, conquered it. And I'm so very sorry, but just the same way, you cannot keep testing and dabbling and testing this addiction to sugar now and again and expecting to keep beating their addiction. And again, remember what I said last episode that various credible research have shown that sugar is eight to ten times more addictive than cocaine. And it uses the same part of the brain as cocaine addiction, releasing the same reward of dopamine. Therefore, sugar addiction is serious. It's not really something to toy with or double with now and again and expect to keep your weight loss or keep maintaining your weight loss or keep your health and lifestyle. It's not something you can just joke with and expect victory. And if anyone tells you that the answer to sugar addiction is to eat in moderation, they are lying to you. Moderation doesn't work for me. And when I open that Pandora box of sugar, I will not stop until I finish eating that box of chocolate 
or packet of biscuits or cake, I just do not stop until it's finished. And if moderation works for you, then you're definitely in the minority because it doesn't work for majority of mankind who are addicted to the poisonous substance that is sugar. However, whether or not moderation works for you, it does not mean that you will escape the consequences of a high sugar diet, as we discussed in the last episode, episode seven. No one gets away from the rule of eating the proper human diet our bodies are designed for and sugar sadly is not designed for the human body. Like I said earlier, sugar is eight to ten times more addictive than cocaine and please permit me to keep making this emphasis because it is an important one. It is just therefore not an easy addiction to beat but it is doable and the best way to quit sugar is to do it the hard way. It might be the hard way, but it's even harder when you're struggling with excessive weight. And it's also harder when you're struggling with illnesses that have been caused or worsened by eating a high sugar diet. And really, I guess, you know, you have to choose your heart. Do you want to do the work of quitting sugar or do the work of struggling with excessive weight and being weighed down by miserable illnesses? You're clearly here right now listening to my voice because you have chosen to do the better hard of losing weight, achieving better health and achieving a better lifestyle. In a future episode, we deep dive on what to eat and what not to eat. But I believe in going cold turkey on quitting sugar and you go cold turkey with a strict low carb diet of no more than 20 grams to 30 grams of carbohydrates daily. And if you're in maintenance and, been, and you have been successfully maintaining your weight loss and you're just interested in, in, a good, in good health and lifestyle and not weight loss, you can increase your carb intake by as much as 40 to 50 grams daily. But there is no reason ever to go back to a high sugar diet. 20 to 30 grams of carbs are a lot of carbs and you will not go hungry with mm, a lovely plate with good proteins such as steak, eggs, liver, sardines, salmon, chicken, whole fish, cooked in good fats such as olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, ghee, lard, butter, bacon grease and other animal fats and a wonderful plate bursting with dark green vegetables such as spinach, asparagus, broccoli. You're not going to go hungry. And you don't even have to measure the food you or weigh the food you eat. Life is way too short for that. To happily stay within the 20 to 30 grams of carbs because that is a lot of carbs. That is a lot of carbs. 100 grams of spinach has about 1.5 grams of carbohydrates. So there are loads of veggies in 20 grams of carbohydrate. And I just ask you to give yourself three to four days to ride out the sugar withdrawal and keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. This is hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but please keep going, keep going. Remember that you're fighting a greater addiction than cocaine. What you're doing right now, 
trying to ride out the sugar, to break the sugar addiction is hard. Keep going, keep going. And if you feel a little bit headachy or you feel a little bit faint um, when your, your body's still trying to gain to ketosis, lick some pink Himalayan salt and drink your water and keep going. And after about three to four days, once you get into ketosis, where your body is burning fat as energy and no longer relying on glucose as its source of energy, you will feel fantastic and energetic. The hunger will go. Sugar craving will be gone. You really will be in the home run. So please hang in there and keep going. Give it a week. Whatever you do, please don't quit. Please keep going. The clever food and sugar industry. In recognizing the consequences of a high sugar diet are getting more and more and more clever in the way they're trying to hide some of these sugars in our foods with various names because they're recognizing that the mainstream are getting to hear about the consequences of a high sugar diet. And they may also list the various types of sugar in such a way to attempt to bypass listing sugar as the first ingredients as required by food label laws. And by this, I mean that if the greatest, the biggest ingredient in any food item is sugar, they are required by food label laws to list sugar as the number one ingredient in the ingredient list. And that's what the food label laws require them to do. We must therefore always be vigilant in learning to recognize the various names of sugars disguised in your foods. Because sometimes what they do is they just have different names and litter them all over the ingredients rather than just listing sugar as the number one ingredients. And what I always say is if you don't recognize the name of any ingredient as something wholesome, and something made by God, if it sounds man-made, you may wish to pass on that food if you're trying to have a clean diet. And remember that a pig by any other name is still a pig. Sugar by any other name is still sugar. Also, if a food has more than five listed ingredients, Consider a processed food, which is unlikely to be that great. I'm obviously not saying that if the ingredients are sugar, flour, sugar, flour, more flour or other bad carbs, it makes the food OK just because it's got five ingredients. That's obviously um, not what I'm trying to say. And sugar is sugar, even with more than 60 different fancy names, such as the ones I will try and list for you. Sugar is sugar. And please forgive me if I can't even pronounce some of these names. I don't even know what they are. But, you know, here goes. Anhydrous, dextrose, agave nectar, beet sugar, brown sugar, cane sugar, cane crystals, custard sugar, coconut sugar, confectioner's sugar, corn sweetener, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, crystal dextrose, crystalline fructose, date sugar, dehydrated cane juice, demerara sugar, distros, evaporated cane juice, 
what is that? Evaporated cane syrup, evaporated sugar cane, fruit juice, fructose sweetener, glazing sugar, glucose, glucose syrup, golden sugar, golden syrup, granulated sugar, glucose fructose, high fructose corn syrup, oh dear, oh dear, honey, hydrolyzed starch, icing sugar, invert sugar, invert syrup, king syrup, maltose, malt syrup, maple syrup, molasses. Please forgive me if I'm butchering the pronunciation of some of these sugars that we find in our foods. I don't even know what they are. I really don't know what they are. All right, let me continue. Nectar, palm syrup, pancake syrup, ponacha, powdered sugar, raw sugar, refiner's syrup, soham, soham syrup, sokanat, rice syrup, sucrose, sugar, super fine sugar, table sugar, trickle, turbinado sugar, white sugar, yellow sugar. Oh my goodness. On and on and on it goes. Just the same thing. This guy's in our food. Sugar is sugar. All right. What about sugar replacements? Are they the solution to sugar addiction? Sadly, these are not the solution. It is best to avoid sweeteners as this can also trick the brain into thinking it's being fed high sugar food. I know this sounds strange, but it is true. Even though you're not eating sugar, the brain, when you have um, sweeteners, thinks that you're eating sugar. And in another credible research, rats, again, were given a choice of cocaine and water that had been sweet, sweetened by saccharin. And 94% of these rats chose the sweet tasting saccharin instead of um, cocaine. Unfortunately, even though these substances are sugar-free and calorie-free, they still have an impact on insulin and behave exactly like sugars in our bodies, resulting in the spiking of insulin, which signifies to the brain it's time to store fat. And for example, sucralose can raise insulin by 20%. And even though some people are able to tolerate artificial sweeteners better than others, especially so-called natural, natural sweeteners such as stevia, xylitol or monk fruit, they can still spike insulin. And shockingly, aspartame and stevia have been shown to cause even more spikes in insulin than the common table sugar. This sounds incredible. More spike in insulin than the common table sugar. And how many times have you seen a massively overweight person eating a massive piece of pizza but with a saintly Diet Coke? And who is fooling who? Does the Diet Coke make the sugar load of that massive pizza any better? Of course not. Unfortunately, some people think that by drinking chemical heavy sugar-free drinks, they're reducing the impact of a high carbohydrate diet. This is sadly a fantasy it's living in denial. And I'm not fat shaming here at all. I'm not fat shaming. I have been that fat person eating a massive pizza with Diet Coke. 
and it's still in my head. And even though I have now conquered my addiction to the poison that is Diet Coke, the only time I want to drink Diet Coke is whenever I eat foods I shouldn't be eating, foods that are not serving my health goals. Sweetness can also ignite sugar craving for the real thing. Also, because the brain cannot really tell that we're eating sweet things that are made of um, sweeteners, it just doesn't understand why there is no increased calories that you, you know, it was, is expecting. And this may curiously actually cause an increase in not only cravings, but also an increase in our appetite. And it's, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, all I say is please give me three to four days of your life or at the most a week. Low carbon, eating 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates, eating loads of wonderful proteins, some fat, loads of wonderful vegetables and you will get into ketosis and get a better handle on sugar cravings. And in a future episode, we'll also talk about sugar cravings, also emotional eating and how craving certain foods may be because you've got a deficiency in some vitamins and nutrients. For example, you may be craving chocolates because you've got a deficiency in magnesium. And you can then supplement with magnesium glycinate or magnesium citrate and can have some berries instead of the chocolate that you're craving just your body telling you you need more of those nutrients or vitamins that's all i have for you today thank you so much for joining me and i hope to see you next week on the next episode of the holistic weight loss and lifestyle podcast take care and have a great week bye for now Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. If you like this podcast, please do me a huge favor and like, subscribe, share with your family and friends, and please review this podcast so that other people can find us. Please see our show notes for any links referred to in the episode. If you wish to connect with me on social, my Instagram is Bell's Low Carb World. That is B-E-L-L-E-S Low Carb W-O-R-L-D. I hope you join me next week for the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Have a fantastic week and thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Thank you.